Coming up in episode 16 of Christ in Business, I'm going to do a deep dive into one of the five rapid time recovery strategies I use to help my clients free up over 40 hours of free time every month. Plus, I share a story about how partnering with God has enabled me to close 100% of my sales calls for the last 18 months straight. Are you ready to combine your passion for business and your love for God through simple, practical, and profitable business practices? Do you want to have an eternal impact on the culture and community around you through your business? Now is the time to partner with God, profit with purpose, and build a Kingdom Plus company. Welcome to Christ in Business, where we'll explore the stories, strategies, successes, and failures of those doing the ministry of Christ in Business. Here's your Kingdom Business Coach, David Robertson. Hey guys, welcome. Welcome back to Christ in Business, episode 16. As of the time, let's see, this episode will be published on the last day of January. So tomorrow is, if you're listening to it on the day it comes out, and you're subscribed and you're on top of things, then tomorrow is February 1st, and it starts a new month new set of goals, new set of projects, new set of benchmarks for you and your business. Uh, Everything's going well. As of today, I should be finishing up the last bit of recording and a little bit of editing and sending off the episodes and interviews that I have lined up for February, and we should be good to go and ready to have everything uploaded and good and prepared for the entire month of February, because we're getting ready, as you know, to pack all our stuff up as of the time of this episode's going out. We have about two weeks before we throw all our stuff into a 26-foot truck and drive it down to Texas and move my family, move my businesses move everything I'm doing down to Texas. Just to clarify, I had someone reach out who has listened to the podcast and they said, so are you going to have to start over or are you going to be doing what you're doing now locally in Texas and have to kind of start over? And the answer is no. My business is location independent. I work with clients all over the country. At times I've worked with clients and business owners from other countries as well. So my business is not tied down to a single location. Everything is just a matter of picking it up and moving the equipment, moving the office. And that is one of the first things that I'll be doing that week is getting figured out where my office is going to be located and just getting plugged into that area. So Also, I wanted to let you know, the week after I moved to Texas, the last week in February, there's a conference coming up out in Redding, California. It's Bethel's Heaven in Business Conference, and I am going to be there at Heaven in Business as long as the Lord allows it and everything works smoothly. I will be there. I'm actually hosting a group of you as a listener, and there's a special price that you guys can get. So if you're interested in going to Heaven in Business, there are some amazing speakers that are there. In fact, actually, let me just look that up. All right. So in fact, looking here on the website, it's heaveninbusiness.com slash conference. If you want to find out more information about it, the theme of this conference. They have two every year, but the theme for this one is the business of culture. And it's all about how we create 
creativity without chaos or communication without fear. It's all about what kind of culture we create inside of our businesses with how we communicate with our team. There's a large portion about it that's going to be confrontation without disconnection. I'm just kind of skimming through the website here. So it's basically how do we build this culture? How do we take heaven's culture of honor and pull that into business? And how do we create a culture inside of our company? It's for any business owner, manager, workplace leader. It's for entrepreneurs, spiritual leaders, anybody that has an interest in applying the gifts that God has given us as saved and as an identity in Christ, and how do we pull that into business and the workplace to create a culture? How do you lead culture? All of this stuff is kind of in there. So Andy Mason, he's a director of Heaven and Business. He's going to be one of the speaker. Bob Hassan, author of Business of Honor. He co-authored that book along with Danny Silk. Chris Valentin, he's the author that I mentioned a couple episodes ago about the book on poverty, riches, and wealth is the name of that book. Adam Bright, Managing Director of Catalyst Coaching. Abby Stumvall, Steve Beaumont, Eric Hess, Sadie Hess, Matt Sharp, all these guys, Karina Bengay and Philip Lick. Anyway, I'm probably butchering a lot of these names. Sorry, guys, if if you're listening to this. <laughs> but it's going to be a really great conference. Lots of good speakers, lots of great workshops. But if you're interested in being a part of the group that I take down there, I want you to reach out to me. Go ahead and reach out to me on Facebook. Reach out to me directly to my email address. That is david at thedavidrobertson.com because I'm going to put a group together and the night before we're actually going to have a mastermind and a meeting. And I've talked with Andy. In fact, next week, Andy's interview is going to be on the podcast. But I talked to Andy and we may even be able to get one of the people from Heaven and Business to join us in that mastermind group the night before the conference and just kind of dig into some stuff and do some really fun stuff. Anyway, if that's something that you're interested, I need you to reach out pretty quickly because we're going to be putting the group together before the conference and I've got a special rate for you. Normally, the conference is currently, if you want to to reserve your seat right now alone, it would be $447 for this conference, which is really cheap in the business world when it comes to conferences. I've been to conferences that are $1,000, that are $1,500, that are up to $10,000 in value. However, I went in September. It's easily a $2,000 conference, guys, and the price is $447, so that is a special deal. But if you want to go beyond that and you want to go with me and be a part of the group from Christ in Business, the podcast, then we're going to go, the price is $297. So just reach out to me if you're interested in that. My email address is david at thedavidrobertson.com. Just send me an email and let me know in the subject line that you're interested in the conference. Just put conference in the subject line and I will make sure that I follow up with you and we can get that scheduled. Now, if we're not able to get enough people, because this podcast is still fairly new, we don't have a huge listening audience, although it is growing pretty significantly when I looked at the stats the other week. And there is a five-person minimum that has to be a part to be able to get that conference. So if you or anybody you know 
has an interest in how do you build a culture in your company that honors God, that creates unity, that creates productivity and profitability, and does it in a way that changes lives and values people. If you're interested in that at all, reach out to me and let me know that you're part of the group, that you want to be a part of the group. So the dates for that conference are February 27th through March 1st. That's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Tuesday night. Like I said, I'm going to be hosting something special for the listeners of Christ in Business and stuff like that. So if you want more details, reach out to me. You can also go to heaveninbusiness.com slash conference. All right. Today, what I wanted to talk to you guys today about, last week I talked about cash flow and cash in our business and how we can make sure that cash doesn't take a position of lordship in our life. And then I shared the five cash creation strategies that you can implement in your business. There was a download with that. Go listen to that episode if you have any need for improving your cash flow or fixing cash flow woes in your business, then go download that list episode and listen to it. There's a download, there's a workbook, there's an assessment that goes along with that. And this week, I told you that we were going to be talking about time. I have five rapid time recovery strategies for your business. Last week was if you needed cash in your business. And this week is if you need more time, more personal time and freedom. Now, I could go over all five, a really rough draft, a really open thing about all five of these. However, what I'm going to do this time is we're going to go really deep into one of these rapid time recovery strategies and show you how we can create an additional 40 hours of free time every month by just implementing this one strategy. All right. As entrepreneurs, as high achievers, a lot of times we're driven by momentum and progress and creative solutions, and we're trying to grow our business. We're driven by growth and contribution to the marketplace and to everything that business contributes to the world and the culture around us. And oftentimes, a lot of that can equal out if we're not careful. It means that we can be overextended, where we're constantly working and constantly focusing, have our nose to the grindstone, so to speak, and we're constantly pushing things forward. And a lot of times that means we're overwhelmed, overworked, overextended. One of my clients said it this way. He said, I'm the first to come in, the last to leave, and all the questions Issues, upset customers, and fires that need to be put out seem to make the hours in my day vanish into thin air like some sick magic trick. I miss my kids' practices. I miss their games. I miss recitals. Sometimes I even miss weekends because I'm just too exhausted. Or worse, I'm stuck at the office or in the van trying to come to a peaceful finish to my day before it starts over again the next day or the next week or the next month. How do I get out of this? That was his response when I when I had first met him. Or maybe you can relate to this. One of my clients who took a day off recently and were working on setting boundaries in his business and giving him more personal time. This is the main thing that we're doing is freeing up his time so he's not stuck on the job site. He's a contractor and he's not stuck on the job site doing the work of the business, but he's actually working on the business or spending time with family. And he recently took a day off and his daughter responded by kind of laughing and said, you're in your pajamas. I've never seen you in the morning. And maybe you might feel like sometimes that's you where you just don't see your family enough. What I want to share today is that 
there's a way to accomplish a whole lot more in our business while working a whole lot less. The key isn't better time management. It's not a matter of managing our time, but it's actually getting better at managing where we focus, managing our energy, and managing our activities. And that's what these five strategies do. And we're going to dive down into one specific strategy. And I'm going to share with you a little bit on the spiritual side, how you can how you can apply this from a spiritual lesson and how you can partner with God in this as well. So if you can do this properly, if you can implement some of these things that we're going to be talking about, you'll be able to accomplish way more, get way more done in less time with less effort. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do that, I want to share about this client that I talked about earlier. All right. It was a heating and air client and Ultimately, we sat down and we worked and we kind of heard his story that he was the first to come, last to leave. His hours just seemed to vanish. He wasn't able to get what he needed to do done. I've had a friend I was sitting now with last time and said, I have like three or four things that need to get done. And then I get a phone call and it seems like next thing I know, my day's done. And it's just those things that we can end up spending our entire day reacting to the things that happen instead of getting the stuff done that we need to get done. And then we just have to overwork and we have deadlines. We have urgent things that are coming up and important things that are coming up. And we just kind of next thing we know, the day's over and we got to start over, come to some kind of end and start over the next day. Sometimes it's the next week, next month. It just seems like never ending flow of tasks. And that's how this guy was. He's just never ending flow of tasks. We went through a personal productivity plan. All right. And this is, there are several steps to this personal productivity plan, but we went through this plan and we identified 13 hours every week. And we actually got his work schedule down to 33 hours so he could have more free time to be with his family, go to games and go trick-or-treating. It was at the time of Halloween and went to a family festival and and he had time to work on his business instead of just in the business, doing the work of serving the customers. He was actually able to work on the business and start making progress to grow the company as well. So the personal productivity plan, that's how we did that. And we were able to create 13 hours of free time every single week. So it's not a stretch when you go through this activity. It's not a stretch to be able to open up and free up some of your time on your schedule. On average, I see about easily being able to shave 10 hours a week off your work and be able to go and create more freedom so you can be with your family, do what matters most to you, and have time to work on your business and get that scheduled, get all those things scheduled in so you can have some control over your day. You know what's going on. So we're going to be going through, let's see, about four steps in this personal productivity plan. And this can apply to you. It can apply to some of your directors and some of your managers, some of the VPs that you have on your staff. Going through this process can work for more than just you. But right now, we're just going to talk about the personal productivity plan. So your specific personal productivity plan. The first step that I do with my clients is we get clarity on how they spend their time. We do what's called a quick time study. And there's an entire process and a sheet where we actually go through and study what they're kind of doing with their time and how they're spending their time. We organize all their recurring activities into daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual activities. And we study, first of all, we get an idea. We ask, all right, 
on average, how much time do you spend working on Monday and then Tuesday and then Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday, all the way through all seven days? And we total that up. And a lot of times they're saying, I'm working 50, 60, sometimes on the, the high end 70 or 80 hours a week. And they're just running nonstop. And so what we do is we take that and then we start backing, backing down. And then we start looking at what needs to be done on a daily basis in your business that you're responsible for. And we write all those things down. And then we go through and we say, what needs to be done on a weekly basis? And we write all those things down. And then monthly and then quarterly and even annually, what are those activities? And we write them all down. All right. And after you have a list of all those activities, after you've done that quick time study, then you can sit there on a sheet of paper or several sheets of paper and say, all right, these are the things that must get done. Some of those things might be sales, presentations, it might be payroll, it might be, I mean, it depends on what level of business you're at. It might be management meetings, it might be a weekly meetings, it could be strategic partnership meetings or whatever it is. You write all those things down and how long it takes you to do each of those, how long you spend doing each of those activities. And then after that, you sort those activities in what I call the four zones of performance. And these are actually taken from a book. Let's see, I have the book right here. It sits on my desk. It's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Now, this is not a, to my knowledge, I mean, he could be, but to my knowledge, this is not a Christian author. However, what he does uncover is a truth that I've seen over and over in my own life and in my clients' lives. So in the book, one of the chapters, I think it's called Preparing for Your Big Leap. He goes over these four zones of activities. He doesn't call it four zones of performance, but I do. So these are zones of activities that you do in your business. So everything that you do, everything you just wrote down on your sheet of paper will fall into one of these four areas. All right. The first area might be zone of incompetence. And these activities are all the activities that we're no good at. And almost anybody or others can do them a whole lot better than we can. For me, this falls under like taxes. I'm just no good at it. I don't want to do it. It's not fun for me. It takes all the energy out of me. And I shouldn't be trusted to do my own taxes. So that's a zone of incompetence, something that you're just not good at. You don't like to do. It sucks the energy in. And there's a lot of other people that can do them better than you can. The second zone of performance is the zone of competence. And these are things that you're competent at. You can do these activities, but others can also do them just as well. So you're not the only one that can do them. And there's a lot of people that can do them just as well as you can. And in that case... A lot of times, if there's someone else in your company that can do them just as well as you, it's good to get rid of those activities or delegate those activities to someone else. In your zone of incompetence, the obvious instruction there, get rid of it. Take it off your plate and allow someone else who can do it better than you to do that. All right. And then there's this third zone of performance, and that's the zone of excellence. And these are the activities you do in your business. You do them extremely well. You make a good living. Oftentimes, these activities you make a really good living at, these activities in your zone of excellence are actually, they can end up being a dangerous trap because often those are the activities that make good money for the company. Maybe it's sales. A lot of you out there, you're just really good at sales, really good at marketing. And so you have this and you know that you're good at it 
and it makes a lot of money. You don't necessarily get a lot of enjoyment or a lot of life out of it, but it drives the company forward. You're able to drive results and get things. It's hard to leave these activities because you're good at them and it drives so much growth in the business. However, there are other people, maybe it's a little harder to find them, but there are other people who can do them as well as you can. Maybe you do them better than most people, but if you made a strategic hire and brought someone in or you trained someone or you went through and you found someone who could do these activities, then it would free up some of your time. So that's a zone of excellence where you're good at it, you're better than most people in your company at it, but it still can be something that someone else can do. Those are the activities that are hard to let go of, but it's absolutely important if you're going to scale your company beyond just you, and if you're really going to be using the gifts and the strengths that God gave you and created that only you can do, then getting out of the zone of excellence is going to be important, all right? And the final zone, and this is where I'd like to see all my clients, including myself, spend all of our time or a large portion of our time, and that is the zone of genius. And these are the activities that you specifically are uniquely gifted for, uniquely called to, you're created to do these things, all right? They pull your special gifts out of you. They pull on your strengths and they give you energy and fulfillment. You come alive when you do these things, all right? When you're working in your zone of genius, time seems to stand still. You could do this for hours and just, you just love it so much, right? Their passion. Like I said, it gives you energy and fulfillment. And all of these things come out when you're in your zone of genius. For me, this could be creating content. This could be writing. This could be producing this podcast as an example. This is a zone of genius and I, I'm getting better at it, but I absolutely love it. And it pulls out and amplifies and forces me to step into the special gifts and the strengths that God has given me. All right. So this zone of genius is what breathes life into you as a person. It also breathes life into your company because the leader is engaged. He's fulfilled. He's not just doing sales because he has to, because he's really good at, but it's doing what you are uniquely called to do. And I always look at Ephesians 2.10 in this, all right? And that's the verse that says we are God's handiwork or his masterpiece and that we've been created to do the good works that he has set up in advance for us to do. I think it's John Maxwell who says that I'm really only good at two, maybe three. He says, if you ask my wife, she'll say, I'm only good at two. I say, I'm good at three things. So he says that there are only two or three things that I've been gifted to do with absolute excellence. And I don't even have to try. I put a little bit of effort into these things and they grow tremendously. And these are areas that God has gifted you to be good at. You can work on your zone of competence or your zone of incompetence all day long and very little growth comes out of it. But when you step into your zone of genius, if you put a little bit of effort into it, the results and what comes out of it are exponential. You get exponential return on those results. And these are the activities that every single one of us has a few of these two or three activities that we've been gifted to do created to do. And your job as an owner is to make sure that you know and understand your zone of genius and stay as much of the time as you can into that area. Starting out, you can't obviously, you can't just drop everything and go jump in and say, I'm only going to do these two things or these three things. However, you can step back and start saying, all right, I'm going to schedule 30 minutes. I'm going to schedule two hours. I'm going to schedule an hour a day 
where I'm going to be spending specific time doing these things because this is what I and only I can do in my company. All right. And the goal as a manager, the goal as a team leader, as you're raising up leaders and you're replicating yourself in your company is to find what other areas of zone of genius do people have. My wife is a great example of this. She loves details. She could look at a sheet, several columns sheet with numbers on them and see single space and see a number that's out of line. Her zone of genius is in the numbers, in the details, in accounting. And that's what she comes alive to do it. She just loves numbers. She loves sitting at a desk and doing whatever she does with the numbers. (laughs) And that would be torture for me. However, God has created her and gifted her to do that so well that I don't have to do those things or I don't have to rely or someone else doesn't have to rely on those things, but she can actually do them. I can give them to her and she's in heaven where if I tried to do them, not only would they be all messed up, but I'd be miserable. All right. So if you can find these areas, all your employees have these things too. If you can find these areas that each one of your employees are gifted at and created to do, and they naturally do them with excellence and you put them in the right places in the, in your company. This is a little bit outside of the personal productivity plan, but if you can do that, what you end up doing is creating a company that is able naturally to be excellent. We talk about in multiple episodes here and all the time we're talking about what it takes to go beyond world-class and to build a kingdom-class company. One of those things is to recognize that each of us as people, each of the people working for you has an area that God created them to do really well and finding out what that is drawing it out of them and giving them responsibility, easing them into the process of giving them responsibility. So what do you do with these activities after you've sorted them into competence and incompetence, excellence and genius? You eliminate or delegate the activities in your zone of incompetence and competence. All right. Those are things that anybody else can do just as well or better than you. Then you look at an apprenticeship plan which is another one of the systems in the download. If you want that download, by the way, you can go to thedavidrobertson.com slash time. And this is one of the rapid time recovery strategies in that sheet, one of the five of them. So that's an apprenticeship plan and it's developing activities and identifying someone who can take over activities in your zone of excellence and training them and raising them up and kind of bringing them alongside and apprenticing them to take over some of those activities in the business. All right. And then what the next step is to commit after you have these four zones organized, you commit to working in your zone of genius for some kind of time. Like I said, it could be 30 minutes a day. It could be an hour a day. It could be two hours a day, whatever stage your business is in that would allow schedule it on your calendar and commit every day to spending some time doing work in your zone of genius. All right. And then what you do is you take all these activities, your daily, your weekly, your monthly, your quarterly, and you put them on a calendar and we design. What I do is I go through with a template that we have and we design for each one of my clients. We design a personal weekly peak performance plan, which is basically a a template calendar that says, this is what my week looks like when I'm at peak performance. All right. And it has everything important scheduled already in place. All right. And then you can, if you have the right calendar system, you can actually create a template that is a peak performance plan template. 
and then you can look at your actual calendar and see how they line up. You can impose them over each other and see how they line up and how close you are to your peak performance versus where your reality is. All right. And so we create that for our clients. There's a template we use and then we put it into their calendar systems. They can compare the two. All right. So this is I'm going to review these steps real quick. All right. So the first thing we do is do a quick time study where we look at actually what you're spending your time on for a week or two. And you start studying those. And then after that, you kind of deduce that and figure out what are your daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual activities that you're doing. All right. And then you sort those activities, everything that you discovered in a quick time study and everything you discovered and wrote down in your daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly and annual activities. We write them all down on a piece of paper and we sort them into zone of incompetence, zone of competence, zone of excellence and zone of genius. And once we have that, then we start looking at it first and foremost looking at your zone of incompetence and get those off your plate. Those are things that you should not be doing. Your zone of competence, those are things that other people can do just as well as you. Get those off your plate. You're, it's um, kind of below your pay grade, so to speak. Then the third area, the zone of excellence, you look at those and you say, all right, these are a little bit more complicated because these are profit drivers. These are profit centers in the business. These are what drive growth and drive forward momentum in my business. So I need to identify the right candidate and bring them along through an apprenticeship plan and start bringing those into so I can offload those. And then as you do all of these things, as you get rid of incompetence, your zone of incompetence and competence, and as you apprentice and raise people up to take over your zone of excellence. What you're able to do is you're able to spend more and more time in your zone of genius. Another way to look at this is what is your time worth? How much money do you generate doing your best activities? For me, coaching my best coaching clients, my time is worth about $1,300 an hour. All right. So I look at anything that's cost less than $1,300 an hour. I'm looking at this year specifically. I had a big growth year last year. This year specifically, I'm looking at who can I hire to do this? I'm planning on hiring the full-time assistant for me. I have someone to take over marketing that I have in mind. And I have some areas, maybe even a salesperson that I'm going to bring in and start hiring people to replace them. If it can be done for less than $1,300, then I should be doing more of those activities because I can hire it out. It's below my pay grades, like I said, so to speak. So anyway, and then after that, you'd put all of that information into your peak performance plan and say, this is what my ideal week looks like. If I were operating at my peak performance, I put it into that plan. All right. So if you do that, what you'll find sometimes just by going through the quick time study, you identify, hey, I'm working 50, 60 hours a week. But in actuality, all these daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual activities, they only add up to about 30 hours a week. Like I said with my client, he was saying he was working 55 hours a week. Turns out we actually studied it. He's actually working closer to 46, 47 hours a week. We got his work schedule down to 33 hours so he could spend a lot more time. He spent 13 extra hours with his family or working on his business. We actually did incorporate it both into his business. So, A lot of times just by going through that first step 
And again, this is all in the downloadable document that you can get at thedavidrobertson.com slash time. But a lot of times, just by going through this first step, you're able to identify 10 hours a week. And definitely by the time you list everything, all your activities down, and you sort of into zone of incompetence and competence, and you offload some of the incompetence and competence activities that you're doing, then you're definitely able to get down, save 10 hours a week and free up some time and free up. Ultimately, just think about this. If you save two hours a day and you were able to take two hours a day off of your workload, you could save a full traditional 40 hour work week every month. I have a completely new week of free time, a new full work week to spend doing what you need to do to move your business forward, to serve and to take care of your family, to serve at church, to do whatever you want to do. The best thing to use this time for, and I want to get into, I told you I wanted to share some of the supernatural and the spiritual application to this. Maybe I'll get into some of the scripture a little bit later, but we're running a little bit low on time right here. But In Scripture, it is abundantly clear that God's number one priority is intimacy with us, intimacy with you. God's number one priority is intimacy with you. When he created Adam and Eve, whose idea was it for Adam and Eve to walk with him? God sought them out and walked with them in the cool of the day. All right, And then they sinned and they broke that bond and they broke that ability to have intimacy and close communion with God. And then when Moses went up on the mountain, he said, I want to see your face. And God said, I can't because you'll surely die if you see my face. Just because of the separation between sin and perfect nature of God. Jesus came to reverse that and to take us back to restore our relationship with the Father in heaven. And what that means is that I've heard people say he bankrupted heaven. He, he uh, sent his son, his only begotten son, to die on the cross for us because he wanted so bad to spend time. Maybe you as a parent have had times where you've spent a day away from your kids or you spent a week away from your kids, or maybe you've unfortunately had something happen where you had to spend multiple weeks or years away from your kids. And the moment you're able to reunite with your kids, you chase after them and you run to them. Any good parent understands that. It breaks your heart to be separated from your kids. And here's God, your father in heaven. Jesus says, if you who are a sinful parent love your kids, how much more does the Father in heaven love you. So God has this ability to be reconnected with you because of his son's sacrifice on the cross. And he he did it. He implemented a plan so that he could be reunited with his kids again. And he wants to be reunited with you. He wants that relationship. He wants to see you face to face. He wants to talk with you and have that intimacy with you. Jesus calls you friend. And he says, but the difference between friend and a servant is that you know the father's business. He wants to invite you into this and you have access to heaven, all right? And when you free up time, I would encourage you, the first thing to do is to find time where you can spend a significant amount of time just sitting and worshiping and being in God's presence, meditating on his word, both his scripture and what he's telling you through through his spirit in your heart. 
We have the ability to hear his voice. And when we do that, we're what we're doing is we're partnering with God. And I want to tell you a cool story because I started doing this. At first, it was a little bit weird, but I started dedicating about two and a half hours a day. I figured I'm going to give 10% of my day. The two resources I have are, are money and time. So I'm going to give the first 10% of my day. I'm going to tithe my time to God. And I started doing that. And I started rearranged my entire life to support the number one value God has for me, which is intimacy with him. So I rearranged my life to reflect that so that my number one priority was intimacy with him. And I rearranged my schedule and started doing that. And what I found was that he would highlight things that I could do. And he would highlight people that I could call and he would highlight ideas. And since doing that, since implementing that for the last 18 months, I've had a hundred percent sales closing ratios. It's absolutely crazy. I specifically look back and I say, it was because of the insights and the things that God told me on where to put my time that I was able to go beyond, maybe you've heard of 80-20 rule where it's the idea that 20% of your activities gives you 80% of the results that you have. But I was able to go beyond that and say, Father, you know everything. You're all-knowing, all-powerful. How can I partner with you? And through doing that, one of the side effects is a 100% closing ratio. It's absolutely crazy. I've never seen it in all my experience of business. But everybody that I've talked to and met with and set a meeting with has come, set a sales appointment for coaching, has come on board. It's absolutely crazy. And I've had tremendous growth this year revenue growth. In fact, I got to the point where I started saying, how far does this go? How far? And I started doing tests and pushing it, seeing, can I really keep this 100% ratio up? Obviously, I can't guarantee you that that's going to be your experience. That would be ridiculous. That's a relationship between you and God. That's the fruit of what that is, my relationship between God and I. Your relationship may look completely different. But what I'm saying is that when you spend time and you make the God of the universe of your father in heaven, when you make him your priority, then you get access to all the amazing things that God has. The Bible says we have access to his wisdom. We have the mind of Christ. We have the Holy Spirit as our guide. We have all the spiritual gifts that we get. All of these things have practical applications in business. So I would encourage you, and as I always do, take some time. And once you go through this and you free up some time, make sure and make a commitment. I would challenge you to do a 30-day commitment of tithing your time. To be specific, that's two hours and 24 minutes. And I would tithe your time and just spend some time worshiping and praying and reading the scripture and having conversation with God and partnering with him in business. Because when you do that, you'll start to be aware of the purpose that your business has. You can then profit with purpose after you partner with God. And then as you do that, you start to realize that, hey, everything I do should have this zone of genius attached to it. It should have this kingdom class nature. I should go beyond world class and build a kingdom class company. I should be able to have influence over the communities, over the lives in my business, my customers, my clients, my employees, my vendors, all the relationships that are surrounded with in business, I should be able to have an impact on those. I should be able to transform the cultures around me, the communities around me, and the cities around me through business. I should be able to bring the kingdom of God to earth through business and all of the benefits that it has and this amazing amount of wisdom that God has for me. All of that starts with making intimacy with Him 
your priority. So that is the big takeaway is that after you find this free time through this plan, determine how you're going to spend it. The two resources that we have in life, time and we have money. We also have relationships. I guess there's three resources, all right? How we steward those tells where our values are. How we steward our cash, how we steward our time, and how we steward our relationships is a clear sign what we value. As business owners, we can make more cash, we can make more wealth, we can do all that, but the relationships, we can fix and repair relationships, we can go out and make new relationships and connections with other people. The most limited resources we have is our time. We have a set amount of it that we're going to be here on earth. The rest of it's going to be in eternity. So we have unlimited amount of it, but at the time we can only be present right now until we're outside of time in heaven. However, so how you spend your time is a clear sign of where your priorities are. And giving God that first bit of time in the morning, trust me, I'm not a morning person. I still made it work had to change my entire routine. I get up at 4.30 in the morning every morning to make this work, to make God my number one priority in the day. I'm not perfect, but I am better than what I was last year. And so my encouragement to you is to take that and after you've freed up some of your time, then shift your schedule around and make sure God makes it onto your appointment calendar. Make sure he makes it onto your weekly performance plan because spending time with him ought to be a response to his number one priority, which is spending time with you. All right. As always, guys, actually, I still do have a coaching spot available. Have a couple people that I'm talking with, but if you would like to apply and get help with some of this, like I said, these are just one. This personal performance plan is just one of the five strategies, and I decided to go a little bit more in depth of it to give you some control over your where you focus your time and your energy. But there's 22 systems, tools, strategies, and plans that we use in my clients' businesses to help them move through the five stages of business and go beyond world-class, build a kingdom-class company that gives you the freedom and the profitability that you want to live and the ability to live out your dream that God has placed in your heart. If that's something that you're interested in, as always, everybody who comes through the door, I give the first coaching call for free. If that is something that you're interested in, go to thedavidrobertson.com slash apply. Fill out an application. It's going to ask you some questions. You're going to actually book a time on my calendar. And then it's going to ask you some questions. And we're going to schedule a 15-minute call that we can make sure that I can help you, make sure that I understand everything that you answered on that, on that sheet, on those questions. And then if I feel that we're a good fit and that I can help and that the coaching call will be valuable to you, then we will go ahead and book a 90-minute coaching call. If you're interested in that, what we'll do is we'll go through a complete assessment of your business and look at every area of business. We'll look at everything that we talked about from your time, your cash flow, your team, and figure out how we can increase your profit. And we'll actually walk out of that 90-minute call with a complete plan written down. And you can go implement that on your own. Or if you'd like some help implementing that, then we can schedule time to talk about that. But the 90 minutes is not a time to sell that coaching call. The 90 minutes is to actually, so you can experience what it's like to have a kingdom business coach to come alongside you, help you profit with purpose, help you partner with God and help you build that kingdom class company. Anyway, so if you'd like that, go ahead and 
go to thedavidrobertson.com slash apply. Fill out that application and book a 15-minute call with me. I'd love to jump on the phone with you and just meet you and have a talk about what you're doing, what God's doing in your business, what you're doing in business, and just everything that's going on. See how I can help. God bless you guys. Until next week, spend some time, partner with God, go profit with purpose in your business, and definitely go beyond world class. Don't let the world set your standard. Let God set the standard for how you do business. Build a kingdom class company that has an impact on the cities, the cultures, and the communities around you. God bless. Go be Christ in business. As this show is new, any and all support is greatly appreciated. If you haven't done so already, first, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Android, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Second, if you like the show, write a five-star rating and review. And finally, share the podcast with anybody you know that has a passion for business and a love for God, and invite them along with you to build a kingdom class company.